I just don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Michelle. I'm Kirsten. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> when you said hello, it sounded like you said hello. <laughs> like I'm answering the phone. Hello. hello. Anyway. Okay. Anywho. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> yes. This is my story time episode. My last story time episode of the week. I was going to say. The week, of, of the week. Of the month. Of the month. <laughs> For the next month. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what I meant. Yes. You knew. You knew. Did they? You did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So this story time episode is creepy encounters. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that is, that is a subreddit on Reddit. I thought it was a subreddit on YouTube. Yeah, totally. Sorry. I was just, you know. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, before Kirsten rudely interrupted me. Um... <laughs> I'm reading stories off there, and they're supposed to be true stories. Um, okay. So, I'm going to just jump right in. Oh, before I jump in, go subscribe to our Patreon if you haven't. We have cool stuff on there. Yeah. Go but look in this it. episode, I'm doing scary stories this month. So, yep. go subscribe so you can listen to them. There they are go. scary. So. All right. Well, let's, let's, go. let's go. Let's go. All right. The first story is by Nick the dog dad nice the title of the story is make sure to always lock your doors always in all caps always lock your doors yeah okay 23 23 i'm already messing up 20 20 (laughs) oh my god sorry no you're fine 23 year old guy here i live in a pretty safe neighborhood and usually always lock my doors last night i apparently didn't It was not too long after I had taken my dogs out for the last time and was turning off the TV and lights when one of my dogs started growling. Not too weird since he sometimes does that when people walk by the house. He only does it to certain people, not everyone. I then heard the front door open and someone walk in. My dog then started barking. My other dog, who loves all people, came running from the other room to greet our guests. At the same time, I was reacting to what was happening and went, What the fuck? Who are you? Standing in the hall was a guy in his mid to late 20s. He was skinny and tall. Um, oh wait, I don't think I'm in the right place. He genuinely seemed confused. I replied with, Hell no you aren't. Please get out. He apologized and said he was coming to hang out with a friend and just accidentally went to the wrong place. I asked him what house he was looking for, and he said a number that was just a few couple numbers off of mine. He apologized again and left. He seemed nice and non-threatening, but I was still kind of spooked. This morning I was ready to laugh the whole thing off. I was planning on telling my neighbor, a couple in their thirties, what happened. I don't know them all too well, but we have talked before. Luckily, I caught one of them when I was taking my dogs out. 
I didn't want to come off like I was mad or scared over what happened, so I casually said, I'm sure he told you about it, but your friend paid me a surprise visit last night. My neighbor gave me this confused look and said, what are you talking about? Your friend, he walked into my house last night thinking it was your place. My neighbor was quiet for a second and then said, I don't want to alarm you, but I have no idea what you're talking about. We didn't have a friend over last night. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's so creepy. Mm-hmm. That is, I would move. A short one to start out. I would move. I would leave. <laughs> I guess he saw that it was like, I don't know, another guy or something and two dogs. And he's like, mm, wrong house, I guess. I don't want to try to yeah, break into this house or somebody's home. Oops. Now I'm going to like make sure. I always make sure to lock my doors at night, but now I'm going to like triple check. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he seemed non-threatening too. So maybe he did. He just had the wrong address number or something. I have no I idea. Still creepy don't do that for sure knock first what are you doing that's yeah. why you always send the person a text before you even get to the house right like hey i'm on my way yeah all right next story is by perpetual connection and the title is the man i saw through my night's vision scope okay i'm a hunter i like to hunt wild boar specifically Though I have been deer hunting and have been known to get a turkey for Thanksgiving, I mostly hunt boar. For those of you that don't know, boar are a big problem in the United States. A sow can have two litters a year, and it's not uncommon for a litter to consist of ten or more pigs. Given that pigs eat anything and everything, it's not hard to see why the Department of Fish and Wildlife makes it legal to hunt them with almost no restrictions. In my state, it's illegal to hunt most large mammals with night or thermal vision scopes, with the exception of boar and coyote. I'd been saving for a year, mostly fun money. It's hard to explain to your wife that a scope that consists literally twice as much as the rifle I was mounting it on was worth it. But I did it. I took it to a range and sighted it in. There was an area that was peppered with boar activity that I knew would be perfect for a night hunt. It was easily accessible with my truck with easy-to-find spots that I could set up in that overlooked a large, easy-to-navigate clearing. The night started uneventful, mostly me tinkering with my new toy, cycling through settings. I was a little impatient. I'd spotted multiple deer, but they were out of season, and like I mentioned earlier, my current setup wasn't legal for deer. I moved to another spot I'd seen days earlier that probably wasn't much better than my first, but it gave me something to do and a new angle to look around with my new scope. After an hour or so of glassing the area, it dawned on me. This spot doesn't have much animal activity at all. No rabbit or owls. The deer that I'd seen were hundreds of yards from where I was. Why was this pocket of land so dead at night, but lively in the day? I'd set up around 10 p.m., and it was about 2 a.m. when I started to think about packing up maybe setting up a target before I left and taking some practice shots. I heard a crunch come from the direction I came from before. I panned my scope over and saw the silhouette of a small bear pushing through the bushes. It's important to note that my scope isn't exactly night vision. It's a thermal scope, kind of like a black and white version of what you see in the Predator movies. I adjusted my range and zoomed in a little. 
I remember jolting a little when I saw it wasn't really a bear. It was a man. Because he was so low and hunched over, I thought I was looking at a young bear. Is that a game warden? It couldn't be. I would have seen the headlights coming up the road from where I was perched. And where could he have walked from? I was 30 miles away from anything and on public lands. I was about to call out when I adjusted my sights and noticed he was naked. No shoes, pants, or anything. I remember being disturbed by his movements, like a squirrel or something, twitching and grabbing at the foliage, sniffing around and palming the tree. Was that my tree? The one I'd been leaning against earlier? The thought terrified me. Could he smell me? Then he did something I still have nightmares about today. He squatted and placed his hands in the dirt between his feet and stared straight up like a dog mid-howl, and I heard it, a voice coming from that direction, a very compelling female voice. Help! I'm lost! There was a long pause, but neither of us moved a muscle. The center of my sights was trained at the dirt in front of his feet. I couldn't bring myself to aim directly at another person. It went against everything I'd been taught about firearms. Were they lost? Was this some guy that had gone crazy out here? Why was his voice so feminine? Help, please, I can't walk, the voice called out. That's when I called bullshit. Not only could he walk, when I first saw him, he was traversing the land with ease for a naked person. So good, I mistook him for a bear. That's a fucking trap. This guy is trying to lure me to him with a damsel in distress routine. Luckily, the lack of activity before had caused me to pack up most of my gear. I think I may have left behind a hat and a sitting pad, but I didn't give a shit in that moment. I took my eyes off him for a moment to get my pack on. I buckled my chest strap and scrambled for my rifle. To my horror, he was in the same position, but his face was staring in my direction and I swear I saw a smile. The thermal scope has an effect that makes animals' eyes appear white. How the hell had he heard me get up and put my gear on? He must have easily been 150 yards away. Fuck off, I screamed in that direction. He stood upright and it hit me how tall and skinny he was. Easily six feet and very lean. He took a couple of long strides in my direction and I instinctively sent around sailing above his head into the tree line. He was freaky as hell, but he hadn't really threatened me. What would I tell the cops? I was unwilling and unready to shoot someone. He stopped dead in his tracks and hunched down on all fours. The next one will fuck you up. Go away. He stayed on all fours, and this time I had my sights trained on the center of him. His eyes were just above the grass, like a large cat or something. I was trying to stop my trembling and knew that my voice had cracked a little on that last warning. I was terrified. That standoff probably only lasted a minute or two, maybe less, but it felt like forever. In an instant, he bolted left towards the tree line opposite the road. So much for not being able to walk, I could barely keep him in my scope, he was moving so fast. He disappeared into the brush, and I sent another bullet sailing high in his direction. I racked another round and tried to pocket that mag and swap for a fresh one, but I dropped it and didn't bother looking for it. I wasn't far from my truck, and I wanted to get out of there.
I could hear him in the distance, yelling in this weird sound that could have been a laugh or a cry. I scrambled up the trail and arrived at my truck, breathless. I tossed my gear into the cab, but kept the rifle in the passenger seat and sped off. For the longest time, I told that story from the perspective of having spotted some deranged crackhead living off the land like some kind of caveman. I reported it to Fish and Game, but all they did was scold me for hunting at night alone, never received an update. It wasn't until I told this story at a camping trip that my nephew told me about wendigos, rakes, and skinwalkers. My story scared the piss out of him because the spot we were camping was technically the same forest I'd seen that bastard. Just 50 miles east of it, actually. He was so spooked, his mom, my cousin, had to take him home. She was really pissed. I've gone down the rabbit hole on these scary stories. I'm not saying what I saw definitely was a wendigo or a skinwalker. I'm saying that if such a thing exists, I may have dodged quite the bullet that night. Or maybe it was just a tweaker being Donnie Thornberry in the middle of the night. Either way, thought I'd share. Edit. Believe what you like. These are events as I recall them. And no, I'm not a writer. Here's a link to a video where I answer a lot of questions asked in the comments. So there is a link to a video that I will put in the show notes if you guys want to watch. Interesting. That's scary. That's yeah, terrifying. Sure. That's another reason that I am afraid of the dark. Well, we're going camping this summer. Oh, yay. Hopefully we don't see any skinwalkers or wendigos. Probably not. It's not like a huge campground anyways. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. All right. Next story by Ravenously Red. My crazy friend ended up becoming a murderer. My yeah. crazy friend? <laughs> You're my crazy friend. Are you going to become a murderer? No. You're going to murder me. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So today has been a particularly slow day at work, and I've been killing time reading these stories. Maybe enough time has passed, and I can share mine. I had this friend who was really into the occult. Unfortunately, I was the one who got him turned on to it. We had a mutual appreciation of paranormal and all things weird, so I thought the subject would interest him. He started going deep into the subject, to the point where he wouldn't talk about anything else. He would actually interrupt a conversation and force the subject back to occult matters. Rude, but sometimes people go through phases where their interest is all they want to talk about. It was a mostly forgivable offense. I think I should mention that this particular friend didn't have a very large friend circle. His depression and introverted nature kept him inside a lot. He didn't have the best of luck in relationships with women. His world was kind of small, and I did enjoy hanging out with him, so I did my best to be a good friend. I didn't want to brush him off because he was just acting a little weirder than normal. Honestly, for the longest time, he was a totally normal guy. We'd chat and play games together on the PlayStation. Sometimes we'd go see movies with my boyfriend accompanying us. We all hung out at the park. We went swimming. Overall, we had a good time hanging out. Things started to go downhill when he started to smoke DMT. Personally, I think psychedelics are amazing tools that can offer insight into your life, but they should be treated with respect. My friend got to the point where he was making it himself 
apparently a pretty easy thing to do after a meager amount of research, and he was smoking it daily, multiple times a day. For those of you who aren't familiar with the substance, when you smoke it, you get transported to a different world, an entirely new plane of existence. Your body and yourself don't exist anymore. You're just exploring this alternate reality dreamscape. My personal experience with it led me to seeing a dragon once in this kaleidoscope of a cornucopia. People see all kinds of different things there. Imagine what that does to a person when they're smoking it 30 plus times in a day. He started telling me things like he was the reincarnated Osiris. He said he was seeing Egyptian hieroglyphs all over the place and waking life. Apparently, he had an hour-long conversation with entities in his bedroom, even when he wasn't smoking DMT. Of course, I was very alarmed to hear all of this, and I told him he needed to take a serious break. No drugs at all for a few months, so he could find solid footing in reality again. At this point, I was still hanging out with him because he obviously needed some help, and like I said before, he didn't have a lot of friends that could give him that. He was also the black sheep of the family, so I knew he wasn't getting any kind of support from them. He was really close to his sister, and I did reach out to her on Facebook to express my concerns. I pushed her to talk him into getting some psychiatric help, because he was slipping past the point of no return. I'm not really sure if she took my messages seriously, since we didn't really know each other. Plus, she is just six years younger than us and possibly didn't grasp how serious the situation was becoming. In any case, I'll jump forward now to the part where things start to get really creepy. My boyfriend had made arrangements to hang out with our friend at the park. I didn't really want to go because I felt like I needed a break from him and his nonsensical ranting. I just couldn't deal with it on that particular day. My boyfriend said he wasn't all that bad, and we went anyway. We get to the park and he is his usual self, ranting about Egypt and made-up gods that only he knew the truth about, etc. He also had this large hunting knife that he kept fiddling with the whole time we were on a walk. He told us that he had been using it in ceremonial magic and that it helped to banish negative thoughts. It made me extremely uneasy. He would do this thing where he would take the knife and make stabbing motions near his heart or head, like he was mock-stabbing himself, all while holding a conversation with me or my boyfriend. I think we were both really on edge and didn't know what to say or do about it. I tried to distract him from doing it by bringing up other subjects that might interest him, but he kept on with his ritual. Keep in mind, we were walking on a trail, so it wasn't like we could just say goodbye then and there. We had to walk back to our car and drop him off at his car. My boyfriend had the bright idea that we should get some lunch after our walk, even though I was doing my best to give him a look that said, No, you crazy fuck. Why do you think I want to spend any more time with this nut? But it must have not been very effective, or my boyfriend was ignoring it. Not sure. Either way, we ended up getting in the car to go get lunch. In the car, I was driving. My boyfriend was in the passenger seat, and our weirder friend was in the back. As we're heading through a busy part of town where all the shopping and restaurants are, 
I hear the distinct sound of a belt buckle coming undone. Then I hear the worst sound imaginable. I peek back out of the corner of my eye, and my suspicions were confirmed. This crazy fucker was full-on jacking off in our back seat. I mean, pants all the way down, bare ass on the seat. Double-cheeked up. I put <laughs> that in <Tuesday>. there. <laughs> Sorry. Beating it so hard, it was like he wanted to rip it off. Instantly, I felt sick to my stomach, and all the nervous energy I had throughout the day popped up into my head. I was trying not to shake and ignore, trying to ignore it and drive through heavy traffic. I kind of had a freeze response, I guess. The whole time I kept thinking about that huge-ass knife he had in his pocket, and obviously he was completely off his rocker now. I was afraid to say anything or confront him because I didn't know how he was going to react. This part is nuts, but my boyfriend didn't fucking seem to notice, and the whole time he kept rambling on about God knows what. I couldn't listen because my thoughts were 100% focused on driving and trying to act like I didn't know what was going on in my backseat. We get to the restaurant, and my boyfriend runs inside to grab food. I'm left in, left alone in the car with our friend, and I try to act like I'm browsing on my phone, when really, I'm watching and listening as hard as I can. We don't talk. My boyfriend gets back, and I complain that I'm tired, it's been a long day, let's drop him off, etc. So I drive us back to our friend's car, and he doesn't get out of our vehicle, he just sits there. I have to get a little bit rude and ask him to please get out and go home. He gets out of our car and walks over to his passenger side. I start getting really scared and I suspected the worst. He pulled a gun out of some kind of bag he had on the seat and he just walks over to our car with it. I don't know why the fuck I did this, but I was so pissed I just got out of my car and walked right up to him. I was maybe three foot away and could see it was a loaded 9mm. I kept asking him over and over, what are you doing? Because apparently, that's all my brain could think to do. I told him to get in his car and go home. He never said anything during this whole time, just kind of cried and had this wild look in his eye. For whatever reason, he got back into his car and drove off. I told my boyfriend obviously we were never hanging out with him again and that I didn't even want, to want him to talk to him anymore. No contact. Nada. A few months pass, and he occasionally messages me through the PlayStation or texts my phone. He says a lot of random stuff, and I just ignore it. It turns out he moved down to Tennessee, near Nashville. I don't know why. He had a roommate, and I think their girlfriend lived there? I'm not really sure about the situation. I think maybe he's turning his life around and getting a fresh start down there. I think it's best to cut all contact and let him regroup. I'm not interested in any kind of friendship with him, and I know he needed help beyond what I could offer. Again, I reached out to his sister and let her know that he had a gun. She managed to get it from him somehow, but it did a little good in the end. I get a call around 11pm one night that wakes me up. It's a man, claiming he's a detective, down in Gallatin, Tennessee, and my heart skips a beat. I start sweating and immediately ask what happened. Apparently, my former friend stabbed someone to death on Halloween Day. I don't know all the details, and the articles about it are kind of sparse. 
The whole thing is really surreal, and I'm just left feeling like I'm lucky that I didn't get shot last summer. This whole thing turned out way longer than I meant it to be, but that's the story. I'm still feeling creeped out by this whole ordeal, and I'm kind of feeling sick after writing all of this. That's fucking nuts. Also, why'd your boyfriend leave you in the car with him? He didn't know alone after he was beating his fucking meat in the back seat. He, they said that he didn't he didn't know what was going on in the back seat. How did he not know? I don't know. I think he was just ignoring the shit. Because they said Hold on. Let me go back. He said this part is nuts but my boyfriend didn't fucking seem to notice. Yeah, but how do you know? And the whole notice? time he kept rambling on about God knows what. Yeah. I, what the fuck? How, yeah, how do you not notice that there's a dude, double cheek, bare ass, <laughs> on the back seat, beating his meat like he wants to rip it off? For real. Oh my god, that's You gross. know you heard that <laughs> shit, bro. No. How do you not? Right. How do you not And then you leave it? your girlfriend in the car with this weirdo after he's been he's so weird been this weird. whole time. Yeah. No. Messed up. Alright, next story is by a throwaway account. It's throwaway nineteen forty one zero two nine. Okay. And the title is The Man in My Attic. By the way, this terrifies me. The story or the name Just of the title? The name of the title in general. A man in my attic. Yep. That's yeah. So I, twenty four male, have lived on my own for about two years now. I have a very small bungalow. I'm able to pretty comfortably, 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 I can't read that, apparently. I have a very small bungalow I'm able to pretty comfortably afford. In this bungalow, I have an attic area at a guess, I'd say it's about five by five meters in size, and you can only really stand in there in the very center. Anyway, I worked a night shift at a factory. I basically just sit on my phone all night, so I usually get in at around 8 a.m. I was coming home last Thursday during a heavy storm, and I got into the house and just went to sleep. When I woke up, I went on my phone and saw that I was so tired that I didn't check my notifications. I have a ring camera outside my door, which shows me anyone who who would have come to my room. My rube? My room? <laughs> my room? I have a ring camera outside my door, which shows me anyone who would have come to my room. I saw that it had been tripped at 7.42 a.m. I got into the house at around 8.10, 8.15 a.m. I checked the video and saw that it was a man. He was pressed right up to the door and was fumbling around with the handle. He did this for about 10 seconds until he spotted the camera. Once he did, he very quickly scuttled away. This unsettled me, but didn't entirely creep me out or anything. I got up to go make some food and discovered something in my kitchen. My back window was open. I, of course, instantly began having the thoughts of a home intruder, but slowly chilled out as I convinced myself I had left it open. The rest of the day consisted of this just noticing small things that didn't seem right and scaring myself. All up until a point, I leave for the shift at 10 p.m. and I was watching some TV at 9 o'clock-ish. I spotted something that made my heart leap into my throat. 
out of the corner of my eye, I could see it. My attic entrance was slowly being slid open. I can so vividly remember that I began questioning my sanity. Surely, I was just hallucinating or something. I looked over at it and absolutely saw something that made me so much more scared. I saw fingers wrap around the hatch and begin moving it more. Bruh. I didn't know what to do. I could feel the panic beginning to really get to me, and I wasn't sure if I should leave the house and call the police, or if I should try and yell at whoever was up there. I chose a mixture of both. I began dialing 999 and ran to my bedroom where I could lock the door. As soon as I began running, I heard the hatch get almost teared off with the speed they moved it and I arrived at my bedroom door. I looked down the corridor and watched for a second, seeing only a little slice of the blackness up in my attic. I saw the human hand still holding onto the sides of my ceiling. I yelled, Whoever is there, I am calling the police and I have a gun. I do not own a gun. If you take a step out of there, I will fucking shoot you. The adrenaline was really making my hands and voice shake but I tried sounding as tough as I could. Then I saw something that I truly do not think I will ever forget. The hand slipped back into the dark, and then he dropped down. I slammed my door shut and locked it as quickly as I could. The call went through, and I was able to get on a line with the police, and they dispatched officers to my house. I told them I didn't know if the man was armed or not, and the dispatcher told me to stay on the line. I heard the man walking up to my door and rattling the door handle. He also seemingly went through my cupboards in my kitchen as I heard a lot of commotion in there. Truth be told, I don't know why he stayed. I would have just left the house, but he stayed right up until the police came in and arrested him. Apparently, he was a homeless man and was armed with a knife from my kitchen and had recently been seen in the area trying to get into other houses. Truth be told, I'm very frightened to sleep still. I now sleep with my bedroom door locked and all my windows closed. I also sleep with a knife under my pillow. I know that this is unlikely to ever happen again, but I just cannot forget the way he dropped down from my attic. So, that's the story of the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. I made this account to tell it because I feel like if I write it down like this, it will feel less like a real thing and more like just a story. That's so scary. Told you. That's so scary. I'm, I'm, I, see, I was afraid. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> you said. <laughs> I'm always afraid because, you know, we do true crime stuff. I'm yeah. afraid of sleeping with the windows open. Yeah. Even, even in, like, the springtime. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep with the windows open. I saw somewhere where, like, I don't know who it was or what it was, but... M- um, murderers think that if they walk up to a window and it's unlocked that you're like inviting them into your mm-hmm. house so i always have my windows locked i don't check my windows every night yeah but like when i close my windows i always make sure they're locked mm-hmm. that the fact that like this this is real yeah makes it 10 times more scary that is pretty scary i don't know i like having my windows open but yeah during quoting the day, morbid fresh air is for dead people yeah <laughs> That was that was creepy. Yeah. I feel for sorry sure. for that person. Same. So the next story, and I believe this is the last story. Yep. 
I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So this story is by Aries twelve fifty five, and the title is "Never Realized He Was a Pedophile Until I Was Older." Yikes. And this is a short one. Okay. Haven't posted on this sub in a while, so let me know if this doesn't fit the rules. So when I was 14, now 23, female, my family took a vacation to the beach. During these beach vacations, we would always go to the same hotel every year, and we were used to meeting new people and hanging out with the other kids slash teens at the hotel. I had three siblings, two sisters and a brother, all older than me. When we started getting older, our mom would let us go hang out around the hotel pool after dinner by ourselves until it closed around 10 p.m. So one night, me and my sisters were at the hot tub and we met this guy. Let's call him Matt. Matt was in his early 30s, although I can't remember exactly how old. Now, when I was 14, I was very underdeveloped. I may have thought I was a grown-up, but I sure didn't look like one. My sisters both developed earlier than I did, so being next to them made me look even younger. Well, Matt grew to like me. We would talk and started hanging out at the pool at night with my siblings. Nothing really happened while while we were at the beach. He ended up leaving a couple days after we met, and that was that, until he followed me on Instagram. Matt turned out to be in the Air Force and married. His wife was one of those women who are 25, but they look like they are 13. She looked really young and small compared to him in the pics I saw, but he still liked me and still talked to me. As a 14-year-old, I thought this was amazing. A 30-something-year-old likes me and actually thinks I'm cool. It was so awesome in my mind that I continued to talk to him and shared information with him. I thought I was a grown-up. LOL. We were both from the same state, but he lived hours away from me. My house was about 15 minutes away from a popular mall in our state, so when I mentioned this to him, he knew exactly where that mall was. So one day, he decided to drive to my house to see me. He drove to the mall, and I gave him directions to my house from there. And he literally drove to my house. We met at my neighborhood pool, hung out alone, and kissed a little bit. Then he went home, I went home, and we started to fizzle out and eventually stopped talking altogether. The only good thing about this was that he didn't know which house I lived in, only the neighborhood. I kind of forgot about Matt until I spoke with some co-workers about creepy men. Now that I'm older, I see one, how stupid I was, and two, how creepy this Matt guy was. This guy was easily 15 years older than me, met me at a random beach town, found my social media, then drove hours to get to my house just to spend an hour with me at the pool. In my eyes, it wasn't creepy at all, but now I realize how dangerous of a situation I was in and how bad things could have turned out. It's even creepier that he picked me out of the three of us, me and my two sisters, especially since I looked the youngest out of all of us. Definitely a creepy encounter, and I'm lucky that Matt didn't do anything worse. That is gross. Yeah, seriously. That is so gross. I hate men. Me too. Gross. Not really. I love my boyfriend. I Austin. love my husband. Shout but out. But I... 
<laughs> but I hate men. <laughs> but yeah, like other men. Yes. Yeah, especially creepy ones. Mm-hmm. I literally went to Walmart like a couple weeks ago and this guy was like trying to cat call me. Yeah. I I'm, was like, ew. I, First of all, this is why I don't ever go to Walmart <laughs> because literally I try to avoid it at all costs. They're all crackheads. He wasn't even a crackhead. He's just disgusting. I don't know. Like, I refuse to go anywhere by myself. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. I feel like some people think that like that's like Logan like quote-unquote controlling me but no, like this no, is because i don't like going anywhere by myself i don't like going places by myself either i'm but safe yeah sometimes i just like it has to be done you know what i mean like yeah. austin's busy and we need to get something done so like i'll go do it but mm-hmm. usually i try to avoid going places by myself but also yeah i just stay away from me yeah i don't think i'd go to walmart by myself i know i've been like to the store by myself or whatever yeah walmart mm, scares me <laughs> yeah it scares me too i've been followed by by people there before too i always so. think that people are following me always <laughs> anyway. well if you think someone's following you at walmart go to the tampon aisle if you're a girl and they're a man because why would they follow you there that's true then you'll know that's true. That's what I did when somebody was following me. And guess what? They were definitely following me because they came in the aisle. Nice. Yeah. That's scary. And then I stared them down in their face and they left. Good. Good on you. I would have shit so. my pants and like walked up to a worker and been like, hey. Or no, I probably would have called Logan and been like, hey, um, what kind of condoms do you need? Because, <laughs> you know, the condoms are in the same aisle. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Probably would have scared the guy away. <laughs> Maybe. They anyway. say if you look like you're going to put up a fight, they won't mess with you because they want an easy target. Yeah. Oh, I'll fight for my life. No, I'm an easy target, <laughs> and that's scary. Oh, my gosh. I, you would I, totally fight. I don't know. I mean, it depends if my kids are with me. Yeah, that's true. I would fuck a person up over my kids. Yeah. Well, anyways, guys, that's it for Creepy Encounters. That, those were good ones. Those Thanks for messed listening. up. Don't yeah. jack off in somebody's backseat. For real, what the and fuck is up with that? And don't somebody's attic. <laughs> and don't do DMT every day, 30 times a day. That's yeah. bad for you. No. Anyways. Well. Thanks thank for you, listening. Michelle, for this episode. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Bye.